As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. My name is James Bryant, and I have the pleasure of having Akia Morrison as a guest on the Engineer Your Success podcast. Akia and I followed each other on LinkedIn. We started commenting on each other's posts. And, you know, for those of you that are listening in, you know, this is a great way to build your network, right? To take a genuine interest in what someone else is doing and just try to add value, try to create value of commenting on the post, adding substantive comments. And you can actually build a really good relationship just through your interaction on social networking. That's just a, a quick engine of your success tidbit. But without Absolutely. further ado, Akia, how are you doing? I am well. I'm fantastic. It's a wonderful Friday morning. Yes. It's warming up. And yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be here with you, James. Thank you for having me. No, I want to thank you. You know, it was really when I first launched the podcast, the thought was we would do, I would do some solo episodes and then we'd have guests come on. But it took like six months for me to get to the point where I was ready to start having guests. And so I'm here. We're having guests now. The episodes have been phenomenal. And when I started following you on LinkedIn, I was like, I absolutely have to stalk her so that she can be a guest on the podcast. So for those people that are listening in that are not familiar with you, tell the listeners a little bit more about you. So I am a... Very multifaceted person. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) And um, I am a civil engineer. I'm a licensed PE. I own my own civil engineering firm. And recently I pivoted to just doing systems only, whether it's pavement management systems or business systems for other civil engineering firms. And I also do a lot of other stuff on the side. I recently wrote a (laughs) book, a children's book. Um, it's and that an was awesome exciting. book. By the, it's an awesome book, by the way. Great Thank you. activities for kids to do. I think it's targeted for children that are like five to 10. Yes. But it's great yes. activities. But the thing I like about, about it most, Akia, is that it provides some engineering rationale behind the activity saying yeah. that we're doing this because we're trying to solve this problem I think that's great insight and great seeds to plant in the mind of young engineers. Exactly. Because I want them to just be natural. I want future engineers to just naturally grow up with that. Okay, this is the problem and let me figure out how to solve it. Not just Mm -hmm. this is the task, do step A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I mean? (laughs) I want them to just naturally develop that sense of, how do I solve problems? You know, and listen, it's fantastic. Uh, I would encourage you. We're going to include a link to the book in the show notes. Uh, So when you're listening, if you're looking at the video, click the link and go grab a copy of the book because your kids, 
your friends, kids, your cousins, every kid that you know is absolutely going to love it. So, Akia, you you know, you said you are a civil engineer, you're a PE, you're a business owner looking into systems. So could you tell us a little bit about your journey? How did you, you know, become who you are now? Okay. Where where are we starting? <laughs> <laughs> let's start, let's start at the beginning. Okay. So it was a cool Wednesday in November. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I was born on a Wednesday, but anyway. So, I mean, my journey really started. I've always been interested in engineering. I've always been interested in civil engineering from, mm-hmm. you know, ever since. My dad, he worked in project management. So there's always, you know, that aspect of it. So went to school, did civil engineering. And, and you know, there, there are many different types of civil engineering, you know, yeah, under yeah, the wait, umbrella. One second. Can we go back to what was the thing that got you interested in engineering? It was something that you saw during your childhood, something that really hooked you. What was that? Could you tell that story? Well, (laughs) so I'm from Trinidad. I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. And growing up, they started building the first overpass, right? The first, what do you call it? Grade separated crossing, mm-hmm. if you will. And I remember driving past that site every day and looking at them and looking at the engineers on site. And, you know, they have their hard hats on, they have the big plans out and, you know, they're telling everybody what to do. And um, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's going to be me one day. That's me right there. Um, so you, so you knew then after seeing that, that that's what you wanted. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I must say I was very uh, fortunate to have grown up in an environment where I never felt less than anybody else, whether, you know, I was because I was a woman, because I was, you know, a brown person, I never felt like I didn't belong. So it didn't even occur to me, hmm, you know, girls don't usually work in construction. That wasn't even a thought. I saw it and I said, well, yep, that's what that's what I'm going to do. And I will make it happen. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That, yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead. And that's one thing about me. If if I put if I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Yes. But I always change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Often. But, but you yes. keep you're, you're just remaining flexible as you continue to move forward exactly. in your success. So, OK, as a kid, you see the the construction that's going on. You say, that's who I want to be. Yeah. Now you go through school and mm-hmm. you do civil engineering. Yeah. So let's, yep. let's pick up the story there. So in civil engineering, I mean, you have different tracks, right? You can go into structural, geotech, you know, all of that. But really what interested me at that point, uh, based off of my exposure in school, what interested me was transportation, the transportation field and specifically pavements, right? And again, because I'm growing up in Trinidad, they were always paving. <laughs> There's always <laughs> some kind of paving work or maintenance work because we were a very oil-rich type nation. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're just, oh, yeah, it's a little crack. Let's go out and pave it. So <laughs> I grew up just being around pavement construction. So that, yeah, so that really drew me into the pavement side of things. So for my uh, undergraduate degree, I really focused on, excuse me, pavement design, right? Pavement design, looking at the the actual structure of the pavements. 
Um, when I did my master's degree, when I went to uh, Virginia Tech, I stuck with pavements, but I went into pavement management systems. Okay. So that was my focus. That was my, you know, kind of entry into the world of systems. And that mm-hmm. was at grad level. But I mean, I've always liked, I've always enjoyed building databases though, relational databases and just seeing the, the relationships between between data sets mm-hmm. and a little bit of coding sprinkled in there. <laughs> okay. I've always been, I've always been interested in that. So, you know, pavement management systems kind of hit a lot of different sweet spots for me for that. And fortunately, the stars aligned. And as soon as I finished that program, there was an opening for that exact same role at the Virginia DOT. And so I became a pavement management engineer at VDOT. That was fantastic. Cool. Cool. How long did you stay with VDOT? I was there, I want to say between two or three years. Okay. Uh, But, you know, so at first I was like, yes, this is amazing. This is fantastic. This is what I want to do. This is my dream job. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited and I'm, you know, I'm going to work and I'm like, yes, I'm going to change Virginia, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make Virginia better for all the citizens and I'm going to, you know, optimize the condition of the roadways and all that, all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. And then, you know, you get into it and... You drive to work. Everybody parks in the same in the same parking structure. Yes. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets there around, you know, 830. You start at 830. So everybody gets there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Everybody walks into the office at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody sits at their desk. They work until lunch. Yep. Everybody goes to lunch at the same time. Everybody comes back at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> sounds you like at- you were getting bored out of right. your mind. That's right. what it sounds like. And so just doing that every day, it wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't say it was boredom, but it was me stopping and thinking, you know, this can't be life. Mm, (laughs) This can't be what I was meant to do for the next, you know, 30, 35, 40 years of my Mm -hmm. life. I I don't see it. I really don't see it. This can't be life. So so after you got that level of (laughs) self-awareness of saying- This can't be life. There has to be more. What did you do next? So then I started, I I went back inside. I looked inside. Why did you become an engineer? What was the thing that really, you know, lit that spark for you? And then I went back to that, you know, being on the construction site, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing all the the guys on the construction site, the engineers on the construction site. So I said, you know what? Maybe I just need to get into construction. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe I need to just follow the original plan. (laughs) Yeah. And get into construction. And that's what I did. I ended up um, started working at Norfolk Southern Railroad mm-hmm. uh, and I did pavement construction there. So okay. no rail construction, still on pavements. <laughs> OK, but I did pavement construction there. And I will tell you, that was extremely fulfilling. Oh. I definitely enjoyed that. But <laughs> <laughs> here comes the next part here of the story, comes- ladies exactly. and gentlemen. Exactly. So, you know, from a work perspective, it was fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed going in there. And, you know, the first time you walk on site, it might be, you know, just woods or or just, you know, grass or something. And then you come in there and then you completely transform this space into usable infrastructure within a couple of months. 
Yeah. So that part was just, you know, mind blowing to me. Or, you know, I'm, I can drive down, I could drive down the road and I could tell my kids, hey, look, mommy built that. You know, yeah, I'm cool. driving past, seriously, yeah, right? I'm driving yeah. past like, oh, wow, I built that parking lot. I was there, you know? So that part was exciting. But on the flip side, as I mentioned, <laughs> I have kids, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in construction, you just have to go to <laughs> where the construction projects are. Yep. So I was, you know, I was 100% travel. Mm. I was flying out every Monday morning, staying on site all week, flying home Friday evening. And I had a, you know, one-year-old at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? This can't be life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This can't be life. I can't be away from my family for an entire week. And then, you know, I'm just there for two days and then I'm back, you know, I'm back on the road again. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, I mean, my partner, he was always there to support me 100%. And he said, That's you good. know what? If this is what you want to do, you go do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll hold it down at home. So I was very grateful to have that level of support. But at the same time, you know, I knew it wasn't for me. I personally Mm -hmm. needed to be more present. I needed to be home. Okay. Although I loved (laughs) the job, Mm -hmm. I had to take a step back and I had to, you know, do something that allowed me to stay local. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I talk about with clients and also on the podcast is how our definition of success changes yes. as our life situation changes, as we evolve, as we are in different phases in our career. What used to be success is now like, well, you know what? It's not that that's not important anymore, but it's not as important as this other thing. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you had reached that point in life where you were like, you know what? I love the job. This is great. Yeah. But spending time with my family, with my child, is a priority. Whereas before, you didn't have to really be concerned with that as much. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting that you bring that up because a lot of people tie, you know, money to success. A lot of people will say, you know, when I make, you know, X amount of dollars, whatever X Mm -hmm. is, a lot of people say, you know, when I achieve that goal, I'm going to be successful. Mm -hmm. So that part of it never really drove me. I was never really driven by the money. Mm -hmm. I was more so driven by what do I want? What is going to make me happy? So that was always my idea of success. What changed along the way is what I thought made me happy, if that made sense. No, it makes sense because (laughs) again, as you evolve, you change. We are not static beings. We are dynamic and we're ever growing, ever changing, ever evolving. And so the things that you like, the things that you want continue to evolve and it may manifest itself. Some people may look at you and say, oh, it looks like she wanted this. Now she wants this. And now she wants that. To me, that's great because that means you're evolving. You're going from one plateau to another plateau Mm -hmm. to another plateau. And it doesn't diminish the things that you've accomplished in the past. It just Mm -hmm. says that right now, this is what's most important to me right now. And I'm going to go after that. 
Exactly. And I don't regret anyone. I don't regret any individual experience I've had in my life. I've learned something mm-hmm. <laughs> from everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I no. would not be who I am if any piece of the puzzle was missing. And I think that's a really cool success nugget is that you can learn something right from everything that has gone on in your life, being able to be curious and approach it from the standpoint of what can I learn from this situation and how can it help me in the future Mm -hmm. is golden, is absolutely golden. So, all right. So you're making this transition. You're saying, okay, I need to be more local. And Mm -hmm. so what was the next opportunity that opened up for you? The next thing was kind of staying in that project management realm. But instead of being on site, um, I was managing projects from the office. Okay. And so instead of managing a couple projects at a time, like, you know, one, two, three, four, (laughs) I was managing hundreds of projects, right? I was managing my territory was, you know, the, the entire Southeast. And again, it was fantastic. I loved it. No Mm -hmm. two days were the same. There was always, you know, it was just such a dynamic role. I had a team that that helped me out with all of these projects. Of course, I cannot, I physically cannot be everywhere at once. So it was great being able to just work on different aspects of different types of projects, work with and lead, you know, a team of consultants that were there to help me. My other teammates within the railroad, you know, the ones that had other territories, they were also fantastic. So that part of the role I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was also a work-life balance problem there for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, the commute, right? Because <laughs> this is in Atlanta. I'm in a Northwest suburb. Okay. And on the mornings, if I left home around 6 a.m., I would get to the office by, you know, 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And no matter what time I left in the afternoon. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I could leave at 30, 30, 30, 6.30. I mean, it's always, it's always going to be a commute going home. It could be anywhere from one hour to two hours. I'm in the car wow. just trying to get home. Wow. Um, and beside the commute, I found myself just constantly working. Mm-hmm. I would get to work at 6.30. Sometimes I will just stay there the whole, you know, 12 hours. I would leave at 6.30, get home open my laptop and start working again. Weekends, I'm working because, you know, there's so much volume. You're Mm -hmm. really just never, you're never done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, okay, this is not it either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm physically here, but I'm not really here. I'm working, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a definite problem for me. Okay. All right. Again, self-awareness. You're coming, no, each each time, right? You're you're noticing- Hey, I'm in this situation. I'm doing my thing. And wait a minute. This can't be it. This, this, this can't, can't be life. This, no, this, <laughs> this can't be life. life. There has to be more the, to life than this. Mm-hmm. So what happened next? Now, now you have people on the edge of their seats. They're listening. They're on their two-hour commute or they're here and they're listening like, <laughs> what happened next? What did she do next? Oh, boy. Yeah, so... At that point, I jumped ship. I jumped ship from the railroad and I went in a completely different direction because I've been doing these, you know, traditional engineering type roles for, you know, a while now. And, you know, some some way, somehow something is not working for me. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, what? I'll try something. I'll try something else. 
And it just so happened that, you know, one of the big deal pavement evaluation firms had some interest in me at that time. So, you know, all the stars aligned and Mm -hmm. they saw the whole Akia, if you will. So, yes, Akia is a pavement engineer, but Akia is so many other things. Mm -hmm. And Akia is great at so many other things. And Akia is just great with people. Mm -hmm. So they figured, well, you know what? We need Akia to, you know, be our client facing person, right? With that with that engineering knowledge to back it up. So I actually switched and I went into business development for a pavement evaluation firm. Mm -hmm. And that was 20, that was 2018. That was early 2018. Okay. And that was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So so did that give you the balance that you were were looking for? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I always knew I loved working with people, but just being able to interact with such a wide range of people mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you're dealing with the clients. That part was fantastic. Just, you know, just connecting with people on an individual yeah, and, level. And being able to, I guess, interact and connect and describe and show how your company is yes. helping to solve their problem or the issue that they're yes. facing. That is the exact, that is it exactly. So solving problems, right? So I was mm-hmm. able to tap into that, you know, engineering mindset of let's solve these problems. So it, it really wasn't about, okay, how, how can I make this? How can I make this money? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was about, okay, you have a problem. Let's figure out together how to solve it. And that yeah. part was very, very fulfilling for me. I want to invite you to the next UnWebinar. What is an unwebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next UnWebinar today. Well, that, you know, that that's great. So we've talked about early childhood, college, grad school, making the transition to payment management, working for VDOT, then working for the railroads. Now mm-hmm. you're working for a pavement evaluation company. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I, I thought you said that you own your own company. <laughs> well, how did that come about? What happened? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Everything that glitters isn't always gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a cool day in November. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. It really was November. But um, yeah. So, you know, one Friday in November, we, you know, we went to work like normal. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, uh-oh, the director of HR is here, which was not normal because mm-hmm. she was remote. She was in Florida. So you knew if she was there, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, okay, all right, cool. So I'm in my office, you know, and um, I hear a knock on my door. Can you come to the conference room? (laughs) Okay. Okay, Okay, no problem. And um, the way the office was set up, all the the offices had glass, right? Everything Mm -hmm. was glass. In the middle was frosted, but you could see through the top and the bottom. So I'm walking to the conference room and all I see is feet. (laughs) Oh, wow. Just 
a lot of feet. <laughs> and I walk in and the conference room is full of employees. And right there on the table, there's a stack, just a stack of envelopes. Oh, wow. And oh, just wow. like that, everything just came crashing down. So like like that? It's Like that. Mm-hmm. You finally found something that was providing you the balance that you wanted, giving yep. you that professional, you know, I guess, presence that, mm-hmm. you know, you're able to tap into the engineering, you're helping to solve problems, you are spending time with your family. You're like, okay, you're not saying this can't be it. You're right. saying I'm living the life <laughs> right. that I've wanted. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, without any notice, without anything, here's the envelope and it all is taken away. Yeah. Just oh like that. Goodness. All right. So what'd you do? So, you know, I went to my little office and I packed up my little box and I'm freaking out Mm -hmm. because, you know, I was at the time I was a primary breadwinner Mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I said, well, don't think about it. I mean, it's only one thing to say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you better make that call and say it. And I did. And, um, you know, so I called and I told my husband what happened and, you know, I'm freaking out. And he says, we'll be okay. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It is amazing when you have that kind of support Mm -hmm. at home, when you can, you really have that person that's in your corner. Absolutely. That's there fighting for you and they want the best for you. So not only was it, it's going to be okay. It's more like, haven't you been thinking about starting your business and your company? That's exactly what it was, James, because (laughs) I was comfortable. There's Mm -hmm. no other way to put it. I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I knew, I knew some, at some point, somewhere down the line, I'm going to start my own business, Mm -hmm. but there was zero urgency. Like I'll do it, but mm. (laughs) I'll get around to it. (laughs) I'll I'll get around to doing something. So (laughs) one one day day. came. So one day came and, you know, you just got to be ready for it. So, so, you know, I had a, I had a decision to make at that point. Was I gonna, you know, go, you know, find a, find a nice cushy landing somewhere or Mm -hmm. was I going to take a chance on myself? And I decided, you know what, what better time than now? Yes. This, Whole thing had to happen for a reason. And interestingly enough, that last role with that firm was the missing piece that I needed. You know, all the missing pieces that a traditionally trained engineer may not necessarily have in terms of how do you run a business, right? Yeah. How do you how do you interact with clients? How do you get new clients? How do you, you know, all those those aspects of it. So, you know, I had the missing piece and I just had to say, you know what, girl, it's it's time. You gotta go for it. <laughs> you gotta so go you for went it. for it. So so you then it. you you take the plunge. You started the business. Yeah. Um, this was like the toward the end of what? 2020, 2019? 2019. 20, toward the end of 2019. Yes. But wait yes. a minute. Didn't something happen in 2020? Yeah. So so I started the firm November 2019. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I got all my I got all my little contacts, everything's going. And so I was set to I had a bunch of contracts 
that I was set to, you know, start, you know, yeah. some somewhere around March timeframe. So mm-hmm. things are looking good, right? And then boom, <laughs> COVID. COVID. <laughs> yep. Whoop. And then everything just evaporated. Wow. Just like that. <laughs> wow. So but but that's interesting. So you found the job before and mm-hmm. you were kind of, you know, this is life, it's cool, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. All right, now that ends. All right, I'm going to take this next step. I'm mm-hmm. going to start, you know, my company. Everything is lining up. I got contracts coming in. Yes. It's cool. And the same and a similar thing happens in that something that you could not foresee exactly. comes and impacts the business and the contracts that you had are gone. Yep. So now people will say, but I thought you said you're still in business. So how did you you know, really sustain yourself. What did you do when COVID hit? And, and again, this is this is on the heels of the other thing that happened. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Well, again, this is, you know, crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, everything was going good. And then, you know, the, the rug is pulled out from under you. So you really have to decide how are you going to respond? What are you going to do? You know, you, you can't change the situation that you're in, but you can mm-hmm. change what you do about it. Go ahead. So <laughs> go ahead. Say, say, say that again. Say, say that again. <laughs> you can't, you have no control over what happens to you, mm-hmm. but you have all the control over how you respond to whatever it is that's happening Uh-oh. to you. Oh, so how did you respond? How did you respond? So I said, you know what? I can either say, oh, life isn't fair. All this stuff just keeps happening to me and I'm so unlucky or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I could do that and still be out of contracts Mm -hmm. or I could do something about it. And and so interestingly enough, with the whole with the COVID thing, that's when the kids were home. Right. Mm -hmm. They did schools closed and they went virtual. And I quickly realized that virtual was not going to work for me just because, you know, they were scrambling and they really didn't know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, I don't have time (laughs) to try and figure this thing out with you. So I pulled the kids out. I I completely pulled them out of school and I homeschooled them. Right. And then as I'm homeschooling them, that's when it clicked. And I'm like, you're really good at this. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and the kids really enjoy it. They would run around the house screaming, mommy school is cool. Mommy school rules. We call it it mommy school. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, Um, and then that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I said, well, you know, if, if I can do this for my kids successfully, what's preventing me from doing this for other people's kids? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So I started tutoring. I started doing group tutoring for, you know, kindergartners like my like my kids mm-hmm. and also for high school students. Okay. Um, and if you would have told me, <laughs> I would be number one, teaching mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. and number two, enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you would have told me that, like, you know. 2018 timeframe. I would have said, you crazy. You crazy. <laughs> Why would I even do that? What? I don't, I don't like teaching. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, you know, it all worked out. And that is the missing piece that I needed to kind of, you know, lengthen my runway and give me time to, you know, strategize, think things through. What is the next step? What's the next step for CIC? Mm-hmm. How do I keep this 
dream alive. Yeah. And yeah. as I as I mentioned CIC, that reminded me of something we didn't talk about. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is that? <laughs> so, um, a little family history. Mm-hmm. All the males in my family, they attended a school in Trinidad called the College of Immaculate Conception oh, or cool. CIC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad went to CIC. He was a, okay. he was a you know, CIC guy. And my dad is a humongous part of who I am. Cool. I actually lost him in oh. 20, early 2019, oh. right? We had just a few months between diagnosis and, you know, to the time that he eventually passed. So it's, oh, wow. it was, I mean, it's sudden, but yeah. not sudden, if you know what I mean. I understand. Yeah. So, so CIC actually came from, you know, from that from aspect that, because that aspect he, my, he was, I am very much like him. He was mm-hmm. always, you know, I, I don't want to say hustler, but he was always like that kind of, you know, independent, always looking to do his own thing. Right. Mm-hmm. He was never satisfied working for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of him in me. Oh, wow. Um, so, yes, CIC is CIC. That's my that's my tribute. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 We hadn't talked about that um, in the past. And it's it's pretty cool to kind of go back into your past and look at those things that have really impacted you and how you want to show up, how you want those things to show up in your life. Yeah. You know, right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Cause I, I lost my dad in 95. It was right before, it was the year before I graduated from North Carolina a t mm. And that was kind of devastating for me because I wanted him, you know, I wanted him to see me right. graduate from school and all of these other things. And one of the things that I've taken with me is the whole ideal of starting my own company. See, because mm-hmm. before when I was a kid, you know, my, my dad, uh, well did the um, panels on 18 wheeler trucks. That was his day job, but he also mm-hmm. had an auto body repair shop. But I didn't think of him as an entrepreneur. I didn't think of him as a business owner. Mm-hmm. I just thought dad was doing what he needed to do to make ends meet. And he never had enough time to spend with me. I want right. more and more time to spend. And so I guess my tribute to my father has been one, building a life around being able to spend time with my family and my yep. kids. But two, coming to the realization that, you know what? I can do both. I can honor my father with my family, but I can also honor my father in starting a business. And that was one of the main limiting beliefs that I had that I had to get over was that you can have a business. You can have a job. You can Mm -hmm. have your family. There are sacrifices that you're going to have to make, but it's achievable. Yep. And so absolutely uh, CIC, I, I get that whole linking back to the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, everything's on the line. CIC got to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kind of stepping back and doing what I really needed to do mm-hmm. uh, gave me the freedom to then step back and, and take a, take a, you know, just evaluate, okay, what is the next step for CIC? What is this mm-hmm. going to look like? And you can tell like, I do that, right? I keep asking myself. Yes. It's almost like, it's almost like I'm my own coach, which I'm not, but yeah, I like to ask myself these kinds of introspective yes. questions. Mm-hmm. So then I say, you know, if it's not picking up, 
what's the next step? Are you going to keep doing the same thing that's not working? Or are you going to change? And yes, that's how I talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I say, you know what? I, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. I have to do something different. But, and I keep saying, but, you know, well, a civil engineer is supposed to, you know, do civil engineering things. <laughs> a civil engineering firm should X, Y, Z. A civil engineer should yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then I had to take a step back. Wait a minute. What do you mean should? Says who? Why? Yes. Who is yes. deciding what, you know, what your company should look like? Who is deciding what your company should do? Yeah. What do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I realized, I was like, you know what? I really, and I've always loved databases. I've mm-hmm. always loved systems. I've always loved just making stuff work. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Taking, taking broken and fragmented data and putting it all together and making something useful out of it. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to pivot. And we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And the minute I released all of those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. about what a civil engineer should do, what a civil engineering firm should look like, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Yeah. As soon as I just let all of that weight go, I was unstoppable. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. That that is awesome because, again, you're self-aware. You're having this introspective moment. Yeah. And you're saying, what is it that I want to do? And then yeah. what's stopping me from really transforming my company, my firm into what it needs to be to achieve what I want to do? And there's absolutely nothing that can stand in your way once you begin to make that decision and yeah. begin to drop those weights that are holding you back. You start to pick up momentum. You start to be able to move forward. And the momentum that you build, the little steps turn into a few more quicker steps. And then you start going a little bit faster. And then you're like, yeah, 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 this is exactly what I wanted to do. So you made the pivot. Yeah. You're into systems. You also have a a newsletter on LinkedIn, correct? I do. And the newsletter is very much of the same. For forever, I've been saying, you got to do a newsletter. You got to do a newsletter. But I keep, you know, well, who's going to read it? Nobody's going to care. <laughs> you know, I keep telling myself all these things. And then that's yeah. when I had to step back and say, who cares what everybody else thinks? You have unique value and you need to share it. Mm-hmm. And if someone benefits from that, great. And if someone doesn't benefit from that, they can keep scrolling. It's yep. <laughs> time to t- time to take action. So you put the newsletter out. Yeah. You still were a little concerned. It's like, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, if people like it, they'll like it. If not, so how did the subscriptions to the newsletter grow? James. <laughs> Come on. So I put it out Thursday. The first article was Thursday. I want to say like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm, you know, honestly, at that point, I was expecting, well, you know, maybe I'll get like, you know, I might get a couple dozen subs, maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I keep looking (laughs) and the subscriber count keeps growing and growing and growing. And literally the next day, less than 24 hours later, I was up to like 333 (laughs) subscribers. Wow. Just in one day. One day. One day from one article. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to do this thing every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so two weeks later, I push another article out and now I'm up to 700. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Keep listen. Keep doing what you're doing. The the steps that you're taking are continuing to build momentum. It's continuing to expand your brand. Right. You know, people are familiar with all of these different pieces of who you are. Yeah. But now you're defining yourself from a systems perspective of saying, I am the systems expert. If you are a small and medium sized civil engineering firm and you're dealing with systems, then you need to pick up the phone and give Akia a call. CIC is there to really help you bridge that gap. And you're working to define that niche. But the really cool thing is that it's just who you are. Right. It's just exactly. It's very similar to myself and better you for you. All right. I'm a civil engineer. I'm a professional engineer. Right. I have a PhD Mm -hmm. in civil engineering, looked at civil engineering infrastructure systems. Mm -hmm. But I also am a great leader and a great communicator and all of the other soft skills that a lot of the engineers may not have. Yes. They may not have. I know that I'm proficient in them. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I'm doing life coaching and I'm doing this other stuff. Why can't I just focus on reaching other engineers? Why can't I build a practice where I'm helping, you know, key principals, business owners, but civil engineers, people with an engineering and science background, improve their communication ability and their capacity to lead. Why can't I just do who I am and make that into a company? Exactly. And so a lot of similarities in kind of where we are. And I really appreciate you taking time to share your story. Now, you've talked about a wide range of things. So we're absolutely going to have to have you back. Oh yeah! But before we let you go, Mm -hmm. I typically will ask interviewees to talk about or summarize some success principles that you have been able to observe throughout your career or, you know, you've actually may have employed these success principles. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a few so that people can have some things to ponder and to think about integrating into their world and into their life? So, yeah, I have a couple. I have a mm-hmm. few. Man, I should write a book. Anyway. Why not? Why not? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that's my personal brand, right? Not mm-hmm. why. Why not? Yeah. Write a book. Why not? Why not? Why not? Write a book. There go you ahead. Go. All right. Okay. So, so you have it here, ladies and gentlemen, right here first on the Engineer Your Success podcast. <laughs> Akia Morris is going to write a book. What's the name of the book? What's going to be the name of the book? The name of the book. I don't know. I really don't know. I would I would say just do it, but I feel like that's trademarked. So okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let, let's come back. But okay. yeah, so but but that's a general idea. Just do it. Just okay. do it. You want to do something? Just do it. Stop asking. Well, why? Why am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Or, you know, I'm making up all the excuses. Stop. Just do it. Stop mm. asking yourself why. You need to ask yourself, why not? You want to write a book? Why not? <laughs> so <laughs> why not? Th- that's it. Stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. 
Just do it. Just do it. And something that I learned from, you know, going through everything that I've been through is Mm -hmm. even in the dark times, even, you know, when nothing is working, Mm -hmm. practice gratitude. Yes. Practice gratitude. You know, there's always, 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 always going to be something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like that, you know, November 2019, I'm looking around. I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? But I have two wonderful children. Mm -hmm. I have a fantastic and supportive partner and I am rich in that aspect of life. And Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that because not everybody has that. Yeah. And that's something that money can't buy, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, gratitude, that's a big thing. That's a big one. And for, well, I would say for young engineers, but really for for really anybody. All right. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have an opinion of you. Yes. Everybody's going to, you know, say, well, you should do this or you should do that. Some people are going to like you and some people are not going to like you. But the only person whose opinion matters is you. <laughs> yes. Right? It's your life. You're the one living it. So it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. That's just noise. That's just noise. You got to let it go because that's mm-hmm. what, that's what's holding you back. Okay. Anything else? I know you have more than two. I know that. I have another one. Okay. So, and this kind of goes back to what I tell my younger, you know, students is Mm -hmm. you didn't become an engineer to, you know, just, Hey, you need to do one, two, three, and then you go to work and you do one, two, three, and then you go home. You didn't become an engineer to follow steps, right? You didn't become an engineer to, you know, do some kind of monotonous routine. Engineers use science, math to solve problems. Yes. So always focus on what is that problem that you are solving? Yes. How are you helping to make something better? Yes. I love it. I love it. So we have practicing gratitude. Absolutely Mm -hmm. have to be able to practice gratitude. And listen, you're the only opinion that matters. Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. It doesn't matter the direction that they're trying to get you to go in. Nope. The only one that matters is yours. Mm -hmm. And then, then you have, you know, kind of the last, but, you know, not least. And so it's pretty it's pretty cool. I, you know, I, I want to thank you for all of your time. Akia, is there any, is there anything you we want to add for our listeners, for people as we are about to conclude the interview? Life is short. Live each day to the fullest. Do what makes you happy. That's it. Life is short. Live each day to the fullest. Do what makes you happy. Listen. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And a select group of people actually do it, follow through and achieve the life of their dreams. Akia, you're absolutely part of that select few. You are making it happen on several different fronts. Thank you for your time in the interview. And I look forward to bringing you back as a guest on the show in the future. Sure. Thank Thank you, James. And thank you for having me. This was fantastic. Got and it. I would love to be a regular. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. 
Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.